Good evening, everyone, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Segman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. We host a show called High Spirits, in which we drink alcohol and we talk about ghosts. Noelle, who are you drinking? Tonight, I am drinking a new boxed wine. It is a Boda Box Pinot Noir. Boda Box, it's wine in a box. That sounds delicious. It's brought to me by the Walgreens next door to my house. Amazing. I know. Thank you, Walgreens. I'm Jay Stegman, and I'm drinking Coors Light, brought to you, uh, brought to me, actually, by the lovely people at Coors Light. Uh, it tastes like Coors Light. It comes to my house as well. <laughs> I think <laughs> nice. that's the quarantine tagline for everything. I believe that it's, yeah, like, no judgment here on our drinking, because we are drinking uh, quarantine beverages, so what we can get in bulk. <laughs> What you get is what you get, is what we're right. trying to say. So. Exactly. Um, I believe it's uh, Miller Coors now. I think there was a, a merger. Merger? A merger. Speaking merger. of mergers, uh, or mergers, depending on uh, how you like to throw your voice, um, this is a merger between the last episode yeah. and this one. This is part two of the... Be- Bermuda Triangle. So part if you're duh. clicking, yeah, part duh. If you're clicking in to this and you're like, I wonder, is this the next episode after the Bermuda Triangle one? Yeah, it is. We're glad you're here. Welcome back. <laughs> Things are going to get real weird in this episode. But first, I have one minor correction that I have to make from a previous episode where I gave a movie moment. Um, about the movie Satanic Panic, and I said that it was a Shudder production. I'm very sorry. Shudder um, is featuring it on their streaming service, but it was actually a Fangoria production. Oh. And I assume everybody knows what Fangoria is. That's awesome. What an important correction. I mean, in a time and place where uh, national figures get on stage and lie about statistics... <laughs> Uh, I am so glad that this little program can have one little brave soul that stands up and says, I was wrong. You know, a it was different really website great. hosts this movie. Well, God damn it. How brave. Everybody, let's clap it out for Noelle Schmidt. Um, thank you. That was actually really weighing on me. And I was like, <laughs> I know it was. You people have are Catholic going to guilt. listen to this and they're going to be like, that's wrong. Fangoria produced that. And I'd be like, oh my God, you're so right. I read all about this movie in, I'm also holding up my wine in front of Jay and the camera. Uh, Did you see my side eye? Does Skype show that? I don't think so. I just realized like how I was talking to you. Just like in the moment, like judgment. Hey. You're like, get on with it. All right. I I will get on with it. It really is realistic. It captures moments between friends. (laughs) Just like if we were in the same room together. But we're not. We're Skyping. We're Skyping. Skype. It's the future. All right. Bermuda Triangle Dose. Um, <laughs> Did you want me to try to handle that one? Or do you feel good about that? <laughs> That's my segue. Okay. <laughs> Weird flex. All right. We, I, I take new segue. I do hard cuts. Oh, um, I see. Okay. Yeah. We're just get, diving in. Very jumpy. I know. That's my editing skills right there. I'm yeah. so good. I'm very good at this. Okay. So um, this in 1940, 
1945, uh, there was a flight that um, caused uh, or brought more attention to the Bermuda Triangle. And that's when people were like, wait, if we go back in all these years, we'll see that like over the course of 300 years, there have been several ships and, and um, sh carriers that have like disappeared or like we can't track them. So Flight 19 um, hosted a group of five U.S. Navy groomen. That's clearly a, a, a position in the Navy. I don't know military things. <laughs> I need to ask Andrew about these things because he know he's really into military stuff. I should have consulted with him first. Oh, wait, there's more to that word. It hosted five U.S. Navy Grumman TBM Avenger torpedo bombers. So it's a kind of bomb. It's a, it's a missile torpedo. Um, they were in a, I'll just stop. I should stop talking about anything military-wise. All right. Um, I've had some drinks tonight, you guys. Bear with me. Uh, quarantine. Um, so they were on a training mission. Uh-huh. And they were the first to lay out the area. Um, something weird happened to them where the, they all woke up in the same bed, they exchanged clothes, somebody yeah. had on lipstick, you know, usual for grooming. Total grooming <laughs> night out. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure what a grooming is, but boy, like, I feel like it's non heteronormative threesomes. Or, like, this is so reminiscent of like our last night as seniors at Stanford. Gosh, we, we were just seniors now we're grooming. I don't know what fraternity names are, but I assume that's one. Um, I think I might have named a sorority and said, I don't know them. Who cares? Doesn't okay. Matter. So the the thing was is that like they um they reported all of these like weird incident, like things were happening, like their compasses weren't working and like the radio kept coming in and out. And then they just like went off the radar completely. They just disappeared. And the, um, the initial, the official Navy r report actually stated it was as if they had flown up to Mars because they went away and then they came back um, and then they were gone. And so, in um, so I mentioned in the last episode uh, that in 1950, um, this was the first time like we really started talking about it. And there was an article um, in the Miami Herald, and then George Sand, who um, is not the George the, the George Sand of uh, uh, Jay's celebrity world, um, <laughs> not the not the French literary author that pretended to be a man even though she was a woman in the 1840s. Carry right. <laughs> right. I think this is like her great great grandson, oh. uh, George Sand uh, of Fate Magazine fame. Sure. You know, Fate Magazine. Mm -hmm. um, he actually was the one that uh, wrote about Flight 19 and uh, highlighted this story. And so that's when people really started paying attention to the Bermuda Triangle. Um, in 1964, uh, a fellow by the name of Victor Gaddis wrote the article, The Deadly Bermuda Triangle, which argued that the disappearance of Flight 19 was part of strange events in the region. 
And so then people like started speculating and then all these ideas started coming out that this place is crazy and like don't go to the Bermuda Triangle you'll get sucked in or you'll disappear and so people became like the general public in general became afraid of the region and like we grew up like as this was like a a really scary place but the reality is like I touched on last episode so many ships so many cruise ships like all the carnival cruises go through that region like you have to travel if you want to get from Puerto Rico to Miami, which is a very well-traveled uh, route, you have to go through that area. Like that's basically on the um, one of the what what are the sides of a triangle called? I don't know. It's a side of a triangle to get there. <laughs> it's one of the. I'm sorry, I've never been all that mathematically inclined. I am uh, not good at geometry. Yeah, so, I was gonna say, at this point, like anybody who took high school geometry with me should really know I was either just trying to keep up or asking them if I could copy their homework. Uh, I don't know. Was, I think geometry was actually my worst class mm-hmm. in high school. The worst class I've ever taken. Anyway. Um, yeah. Please. I, I mean, I, I have no idea. Uh, I think my geometry teacher was really good. I just think I was a bad student. To be honest. I was a terrible student at geometry. I hated it. Yeah. it I kind of gave up. I gave up before I showed up. Mm-hmm. But she was really cool. She was like some sort of college teacher, I remember. I like algebra more because it's like a puzzle. Yeah, I mean, my like, mind works gotta... better. My mind works way better at algebra and calculus. I'm <laughs> very good at the... Well, algebra is very easy, but then calculus sort of like like ask a question of what will probably happen right and then you're allowed to answer it within a subset uh, I think geometry just like it like challenged me on its very material level of this is always this way yeah um, and geometry wasn't as bad as trig trig I was just like cool it's witchcraft let's just <laughs> for, I never not, yeah no never took it uh don't think I would have even been allowed in it if I wanted to it would have been like no, why would you have been allowed because I didn't have, well, it was not available to me in my high school. Um, I think, I think we only had like the highest level was advanced calculus, but trigonometry was not available. And in college, it would have been laughable if I even attempted to. So um, I wish wish they taught us, uh, uh, taught us trig at some point where it would have made sense for us because I know when I took it I, I might have been a sophomore in high school and I was like I don't know what this is and I don't care about it and it's far I too complicated I feel like yeah, right I now don't. during quarantine if you and I went online and took like an hour-long class we'd be like oh I get it <laughs> like, I feel like it wouldn't be so insurmountable um maybe we can take it on my kids uh like she's got all of these online Hell, like, yeah. There's all these. Am I allowed like, to swear? Do I have to be her avatar? So anytime a teacher teaches me something, I go, <laughs> "Hell, fuck yeah!" It's all like in the program, so oh, we'll okay. we'll see if there's some. I know there's some calculus in there because I was talking to another friend the other night who said her daughter just clicked on calculus for fun. She's right. she's eight. She's like a genius. Um, my kid's like, nope, sticking with this grade right here that I am in, doing my work there. Anyway. Um, so after 1945, um, shocking news, ships continued to disappear and nobody knows what happened. 
So um, uh, most recently, because we're going to skip ahead, um, is in, I'm sorry, I'm skipping through my notes. There have been a lot actually recently, but um, it is recent as 2019. But I want to talk about in 2015, on October 1st, 2015, a cargo ship, the SSL Pharaoh, um, uh, was the, the worst tragedy in over 30 years. Um, it was a 790 foot container ship that departed from Jacksonville, Florida, that was bound for Puerto Rico. It had 33 members on board and it was carrying a large number of containers, trailers, and vehicles. Um, there was a tropical storm that was a hun- like hundreds of miles away and it turned into a hurricane and had it in their direction. Um, it started circling around the ship and like during that communications from the ship went silent and um, the hurricane hurricane did its damage. And um, after weeks of searching for the ship, it was finally located sitting upright in one piece at a depth of about 15,000 feet in the Atlantic, but there was no trace of the crew members. Whoa. Okay. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's down there, but it's like, you know, a lot of times they'll find something and it, like there's who knows what's down at that level. 15,000 feet is really, really far. But um, so it's, you know, totally possible that the crew's could have been picked up by like animals down there. But after a couple of weeks, you would think that there would be some kind of remnants, right? I would. Yeah. It's just, it's a really, really weird story. Um, but the most, how did they know to dive in that spot? Do they find it by diving? I believe so. I actually don't have that. That's a really good question. It'd be interesting to see how they figured out how to geolocate the ship and how they knew it was the ship. It probably has something to do with coordinates. I think it has something to do with coordinates, but it's 2015 too. So they probably have like other tracking on there, despite the fact that like it lost signal, but I'm sure at some point something came back up. Um, so there had this to have been. This all reminds me, I know it's not Bermuda, but this reminds me so much of the Malaysian airline. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's actually We're why. It's like, woof, it just goes. And you're like, what? It, it doesn't, it, I know that's the crazy thing. And it's like, um, so, uh, I, I, we've talked about this, like outside of this where like, cause you recently, and I'm totally giving, um, giving you up on this, but you recently got into ancient aliens. And um, I thought you were going to say something about my personal life. And I was like, Oh no, no, <laughs> no, you have no secrets there, but, um, no one does. Um, no, I thought you were going to be like, something terrible happened here. I'm like, yeah, it did. Stop talking about it. <laughs> no, I'm never now. No, no, no. Sorry, you um, uh, yes, so sorry. aliens. <laughs> and so we got, and I, and I was like so excited that you were into it. Um, and you were talking about uh, um, underwater aliens. Yep. And like, and that's where I get really excited like one of the one of the areas because i was like yeah like there's just so much in the in the the ocean we just don't know about and so now we're going to kind of start talking about some of those things and 
I, these are things that really get me excited outside of ghosts. So I'm stepping outside of what we normally talk of a little bit here, but it's a little ghosty. Um, don't, yeah. don't worry, everybody. I will still try to star fuck every Hollywood celebrity from the 1950s, 60s, and 70s by talking about what restaurants they ate in and what hotels they slept <laughs> in. By the way, I was in I was in New Orleans uh, a couple months ago for work, and um, I was actually there twice in like three weeks, yeah, which you is were there like super dangerous for me because it's the best place ever, and it's just chaos, like not chaos, it's just um, uh, lawless and anarchy, and it's amazing. Well, be careful what you say right now because they're struggling. <sighs> That's that you're so right, and I apologize for that because it's a really tough time there, but um. I was laughing when I was there and thinking about how you went on that tour. Um, and they were like, Tom Cruise had a hurricane here. <laughs> they really did. Really yeah, I was like, what the fuck? It's the worst tour. Um, <laughs> I was like sharing that with my coworkers. Anyway. Okay. So let's talk about um, why people think that, uh, all of these ships keep disappearing in this area. Like what is it about this area that causes this? Um, so uh, my favorite theory, and this is something that I would like to dive into more on the show as well um, in a future episode is that people blame or theorists, I should say, blame um, the Bermuda Triangle uh, issue <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love that you call it an issue. It reminds me of that movie. We should talk about Kevin. That, like, you, you don't even have like like the inner strength to really address it. It's just, right. it's just an issue. It's not that the Bermuda Triangle like murders people or strands them. It's just an issue. Tell me that after you've been shot with an arrow. Um. <laughs> Watch, watch, we should talk about Kevin. It's an excellent movie. Sure. Uh, so, um, you want to be traumatized. It's horribly traumatizing. Okay, so they, they, they believe that it's uh, leftover technology from this lost city of Atlantis and connected to uh, Bimini Road. So this goes back to the East Alien thing. Um, there are, there's this, this stretch of road that is underwater um, that's found off of uh, the town of Bimini in the Bahamas. And it's like, looks like it's paved and it's got, um, uh, what are, what's up? What like, it looks like shelves kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly like, it, it's, it could be erosion, sure, but the way it is, <laughs> I like immediately needed to spell it. But when you look at it, that it was my like- favorite thing you ever said you were so cute on Skype because I get to see her she's like the way she said it could have been erosion sure was like it's probably erosion but (laughs) your face was adorable it could have been erosion sure (laughs) I want I want to believe I've also been watching a lot of exciting it really would be more exciting I know I've been watching a lot of ancient aliens too which is just making me more and more of a skeptic um but it's <laughs> wait me too that's fascinating because <laughs> it's so real until you hear them talk about it and you're like 
That's stupid. <laughs> I think it's just some of these guys where you're like, come, this is why. <laughs> well, I think the biggest part of it is you have to, you have to go. <clears throat> it's a hot take on archaeology, right? And archaeology already is suspect. It's yeah, just yeah. us looking at pottery and telling stories. So in order to appreciate ancient aliens, you have to appreciate uh, archaeology and then think someone's been trying to hide something from you vis-a-vis archaeology. And the real story are the same pictures, but it's much more religious than you thought, doctrinally so. And then uh, the religion isn't actual spirits and shit. They're space people. It's like five degrees of separation that I fucking love. <laughs> but it's, it's so good. Matter. And I, I like texted because, and I don't think I've, I don't know that I've said this on the show before, but like I have my, my godfather uncle is a, a UFO investigator. And, and it's fascinating to me. Cause I was like, this works. Like I get this. Like, I don't know that I subscribe to any of it, but like, I was like, I've been listening to this for so long. And now yeah. people, there are other people out there talking about it. And I don't feel like I'm crazy. Which is amazing. I'm atheistic by nature, which I don't think is necessarily within the realm of, uh, let's say, atheism. It's more in the realm of, it is very hard for me uh, to believe something wholeheartedly, especially when there's many more things, many more interesting curiosity things to follow. And so... I often do find myself, and you've seen it before, whether it's at ghost conferences or whether it's other places, it's like, I find myself right there in the middle where people want me to be so much more than I am. (laughs) It's like, like, if only you could believe, if if only you could believe more, or if only you could know more. And I always find myself in the middle of like, well, that's very hard for me. I mean, if the truth could be more, if the truth could be more obvious, I would have to do less work. And so I don't, I don't mean that in a dick way, but it's also like, why am I, why am I always the one it, it, when it comes to believers or non-believers? I, I try to put myself in the non-believer category. It really does feel like there's there's a lot of pressure put on me to disprove or have counter theory counter theories, and I I just frankly don't. I think I think that's I really interesting. That no, 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 it makes total sense, and I think it's really interesting because when you look at who we see on TV or when you go to these conventions, it's yes, one or the they're other. Convinced, they're right? but they're they're either the the um the true believers or the skeptics. There's yeah. no in between. And because I'm in the I'm in the middle with you as well and it's a really hard place to be at. Um and like I said, I grew up with a lot of this stuff. Uh and like I could talk about Roswell for days and I have some thoughts on that and I have there, but I also have differing thoughts of my uncle about <laughs> uh, extraterrestrial travel and things like that because I have a hard time believing that people can travel or beings can travel light years to us. Yeah. And, you know, like there, there's some things that logically don't work for me. Um, but I think that what's, what's fascinating is that like the shows that we see, like the ancient aliens or you know, let's go to ghost adventures and ghost hunt. Like these are like taking it to that extreme because that's what's sexy. And that's what people like yeah. because they want to believe so badly or the other side of it, 
where it's the skeptics trying to disprove it. And then yeah. there is that side. So it's like, it's, you don't see that in between because it's not sexy, mm-hmm. you know? And I agree. It, and I think that's a good mapping to politics. Yeah. Where yeah. you don't, I mean, <laughs> never is it sexy to say like, wouldn't it be really great if government did what it was supposed to and then <laughs> you could all go home at night, sleep at night and not worry if the basics were getting done. But people are like, but wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great if I'm like, yes, if the whole world thought your thing, how neat it would be, but that's not how it works as a group. So let's figure that out. Right. Right. Thank God we're funny. Right. Because like, what else would we do? <laughs> I'm not funny. Here's the big thing. We're not. No, fucking, I'm not funny at all. I think you're hilarious. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear some more reasons why the Bermuda Triangle may exist? Hell yeah! Is that your segue? That is. For the record, too, I don't know that my uncle really thinks that aliens are or or angels are aliens, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure. There's been so many, maybe. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a lifetime of these conversations. Anyway, um, speaking of another reason why uh, this whole thing uh, could be a black hole or whatever, UFOs, <laughs> aliens. Um, this theory was actually used in um, the Steven Spielberg movie *Close Encounters of the Third Kind*. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you're familiar. It's an excellent yeah. movie. Um, I find it boring. I think it's boring. Uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who is my uncle's mentor, was in that movie, so I've had to I've had to watch it a lot. Yeah, um, I know. But I watched it a lot as a kid, and as a child, it was it's a very boring movie until the end when they get the keyboard out. I thought that was boring too. Yeah, it's it's a slow movie for sure. Um, <laughs> to me, it is like everybody else can enjoy it, but for me, it's like, huh? No, so it's, aliens are real boring. Is my takeaway. Terry Gar's in that movie, right? It's Terry, like Terry Gar, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> like it's her, <laughs> and what's his face from Jaws and Mr. Holland's Opus? Why can't I think of names right now? I've seen that movie so many times. Yeah. Short curly hair. Dreyfus. Yep. Yeah. All right. So it could be um, aliens messing with the location and abducting people. So that's an option. That's one. Another one is uh, their compass variation. So like I talked about before, um, people like Columbus experienced issues with his Columbus or his compass. Um, it's very common. Um some theorize that there are unusual local magnetic anomalies, um, but they haven't been found or proven. Um, so compasses like have, you know, like as you know, they have natural magnetic variations um, in relation to the magnetic pole. So there's theories that there are just like no magnetic poles in the area. Um, but like there are other places where that exists exists. So in 2000, the United States 
um, who had, there's a running line from Wisconsin to the Gulf of Mexico, like straight line down. Um, and because of that, that causes like, or that line, there are compass issues there. So that's an example of like a similar anomaly. Um, another explanation could be the Gulf Stream. Um, this causes problems for many triangle incidents. Um, some, it's another magnetic or potential magnetic anomaly thing as well, um, but that has also not been proven. Um, compasses, uh, I'm sorry. So there are just things, things where it like, it just kind of shifts and it changes based on the air, the area. That's another explanation. Or some people say it's just human error, like they don't have their coordinates correct or they go a direction they shouldn't and it causes a problem. Um, violent weather has also been an issue uh, as we talked about before. Um, this is one that I think is actually really interesting, which is methane hydrates. So what some is of that? the methane hydrates. Okay. So um, in some of the disappearances, they've focused on the presence of large fields of um, methane hydrates, which is a form of natural gas on the continental shelves. So um, it's a thing where like a bubble can come up and it can basically like sink your ship. Like the density okay. of it can like pull it down. So with the combination of that with the Gulf Stream, it kind of creates this like funnel almost where it like pulls it down. And I think that's a really fascinating idea. They call them um, mud volcanoes. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. So that's kind of like, <laughs> I want to call it cool, but it's not because lives have been lost. But like, it's a really interesting concept. Um, and then, of course, there is another favorite of mine that um, it's probably sea monsters or underwater aliens. Yeah, sea monsters. Sea monsters, Nessie is real. Now let's talk about underwater aliens. Um, so there is, Jay, you may have mentioned portals. I did, yeah. I'm so glad that you did. Um, because there is a thought that perhaps what's happening in some of these places, like with the Malaysian air, airliner, um, that there is a portal underwater and it's a dimensional portal where um, uh, extraterrestrials or beings from another dimension are opening this portal and taking people in. This is a theory that's often used for abduction cases as well. And so why not for the Bermuda Triangle? Why not you're driving through, somebody hits the button for the portal and your ship gets just sucked in underwater and taken to a new, a new place. I'm in, where do they go? I like it, I don't know. I don't know, that's the thing is about portals is that we have no idea. Do they come back? Sometimes they come back. <laughs> Which is a Stephen King movie. From one of your horror movies. Sometimes they come back. <gasps> it's actually a Stephen King movie. I can't take it from him. Oh. Uh, it's about um, 
a group of fifties greasers who um, they beat up a kid and then they were like killed by a train train, but they like come back as ghosts and like terrorize Tim Matheson. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That sounds strange. It's real. It's a movie. Specific. It's a movie. I like it. Um, so I, I think if we're gonna if we're gonna crack the case tonight on uh, the Bermuda Triangle, it's safe to assume it's probably a giant sea monster <laughs> that's just swallowing these ships, and that's why we can't find them. Um, now you're probably asking, where can I learn more about if I want to do research like Noel? Where can I learn more about the Bermuda Triangle in media and pop culture? I'm here to tell you. Um, there is um, a pretty popular play by this guy, William Shakespeare, called The Tempest. <laughs> oh my God, you sound like a youth pastor. What? All right. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. popular guy who but used I'm to super, have crazy I'm super ideas. Into, it's, uh, it's, it's this story that this guy, Bill Shakespeare, wrote about where he was really kind of branching out from his thing. It's called The Tempest. Um, so scholars actually believe that the Tempest was based on a real-time shipwreck in the Bermuda Triangle. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of like a, a weird thing. Um, there's another really excellent movie um, called The Triangle that stars Luke Perry, R.I.P. R.I.P. Still not over that one. Um, I'm okay. But wait... <laughs> I'm glad you've recovered well. Yeah. Um, Real people close to me have died since. So <laughs> that's that's a fair point. Um, it also stars one Dan Cortez. Oh my God, that fuck from yeah MTV fame and yeah. Olivia Diabo. Diabo. Oh God, I thought you were going to say Olivia Newton John. <laughs> that would have been. Unbelievable. <laughs> Olivia Diablo. I feel like she was like very pretty, maybe a model. She wasn't a model. She is British, I think. Okay. Blonde. She was in like she's still around. She's still doing stuff. Okay. But know. she like, yeah, like she kind of had a little bit of a pop in the 90s. Okay. Yeah, she's but she's like a pretty blonde British lady. I like her. Um, and she did a movie with Dan Cortez and Luke Perry, two hot 90s hotties. <laughs> I'm hoping this was in the 90s. It wasn't like last year, was it? No, it was like 90. I don't know. It was in the 90s. I don't have the date oh, for it. God. But there have been other movies about the Bermuda Triangle as well. Um, Sam Raimi, who's one of my favorite people of all times, is time is uh, currently working on a movie that involves... <laughs> The Bermuda Triangle, sharks, Vikings, and Nazis. I mean, put Uber in there and you're ready to rock. (laughs) In my notes, it has three exclamation points behind that. Well, yikes. I'm so so excited for it. Now, um, if you want to know more about the Bermuda Triangle, there is a Facebook event in um, a group that um, is pretty involved in this. Uh, so the event is called Storm the Bermuda Triangle. It can't swallow all of us. 
so far, 18,000 people have responded. Um, it's happening on October 1st through the 3rd, so we should go. Mm-hmm. Um, it was organized by a, a guy by the name of Anthony Dominic Carnival, who is a writer from Arizona. Real last name. Uh, I hope we do go, and I hope at that point we're standing arm in arm right <laughs> next to each other. <laughs> I want to touch your face so much. Don't fucking touch me. I will never touch your face. But uh, Mr. I'm already Carnival. weird about touching other. Sounds like an extraordinary human being with just the answers to what we need after this pandemic. Yeah, but here's the positive thing about this. He started this <laughs> as a joke, but now he's turned it into a charity for cancer and wildlife research. So Anthony- Both of those things with just the hundreds coming into him, I bet they're going to his private account. Take a fucking passion, asshole. It's either cancer or <laughs> I'm being serious, and I'm sorry. No, I'm you're serious. being very serious. You have a very no, strong no, feeling about charity. My, yeah. uh, I have a very close friend, family member who died of cancer. You don't do cancer and wildlife. You just don't. And I'm sorry. Too big. I can sniff out a charlatan faster than anything in the world. The moment you say to me, my two passions and my two fundraisers are cancer and wildlife, Fuck you. You love raising money. No, seriously, you love raising no, money. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. You're totally no right. No solution. It pisses me off. So, everybody be choosier. Mm-hmm. Really. Also, these charlatans can pick your passions, but they're, yeah. not doing the right, they're not doing the right thing by your money. I know this. I'm telling you. No, I'm with you. Don't go to this event. It has Fire Festival written all over it. Um <laughs> It's next week and it's live and everybody should be in the same room, like church in Louisiana. So a few a few notes. Um, the the reality of the Bermuda Triangle is that we don't know, but it's basically been dispelled that there's any like weird um, supernatural anomalies to it. I stand by the belief that it is um, either a extraterrestrial uh, dimensional portal or a sea monster and yeah i think that's the most logical of all of it it has nothing to do with uh titanic shifts and storms and things like that um (laughs) nothing to do with that um if you're wondering about uh most i got most of my research from the uh the wikipedia national geographic LifeScience.com and BermudaAttractions.com. Go there. Well, I think on that note, uh, we will end our show. I got most of my beer from Coors Light brought to me by Coors Light. (laughs) It tastes exactly like Coors Light. Mm. Mm. Taste the mountain that tastes like unsweetened Bud Light. Noelle, what have you been drinking this program? I have have been drinking Box Pinot Noir. It's one in the box. Ah, lovely. Join us next time on High Spirits where we drink Everclear from the bathtub. Um, (laughs) I'm making my own Everclear. Everyone needs a, everyone needs a home hobby. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Jay Segman and Noelle Schmidt. We host a show called High Spirits and Noelle has one last terrible thing to say to you. Sweet dreams. (laughs) 